Hey, hello and welcome to an Anorafe podcast. This time I'm going to look at uh, everything I didn't know about refrigeration logbook uh, readings and my responsibilities under the operating engineer regulation. It almost seems uh, not that long ago that I actually took my first readings uh, as a young operator back in the late 1970s. And uh, the uh, mentor, the individual who took me around the uh, plant room and uh, pointed out all the things that I needed to collect and put into the logbook every two hours, uh, as expected uh, by my employer. And I will uh, be quite honest with you, I always thought that this was a legal obligation to meet this two-hour threshold. And if, in fact, uh, I failed to do that, then there would be some potential accountability. So we're going down the road uh, of discussions with uh, TSSA, the Technical Standards and Safety Authority, on uh, some of the things that we believe uh, could be improved upon for our industry in regards to uh, better communication from them. Uh, and, uh, you know, we are excited that, in fact, uh, they are listening to us and they are having open dialogue with us. And uh, stay tuned in regards to uh, where, in fact, uh, this uh, would come into play. So part of the conversation started to talk about uh, the logbook. And if you are invested into the operating engineer's regulation, and in fact you've taken the time to read it, you can t uh, you you know that it's kind of convoluted when you try to figure out uh, responsibilities because you have to kind of move around the whole regulation and and figure out uh, how I how you're going to comply uh, to this regulation. Now it's not much difference than any other regulation that we are responsible for. Some of them are more direct. Uh, I take a look at the swimming pool it's got some gaps uh, in regards to their regulation but it does give clear direction in regards to data that uh, the ministry of health expects every swimming pool to collect now when it comes to our mechanical rooms both aquatics uh, or refrigeration uh, there is a little bit of uh, flexibility uh, that the uh, owner actually has so let me focus in on the uh, refrigeration plant room and, and i'll give you a little bit of like i said my historical understanding uh, and then I'll give you what I believe is really the flexibility that every owner, user, and chief has in regards to collecting this information. Now, first, let's be clear. We're not collecting any of this information for an, a governing authority. Uh, there is an expectation that we are going to invest in inspection. Um, but they don't set out any details in regards to uh, what it is that we need to be collecting in, in respect to hard data on a regular basis. I melt it down to this, and again, you'll have to interpret the regulation specifically for yourself. But uh, if you've attended any of our training courses, we'll talk about the logbook must contain incidents accidents, repairs, and adjustments. Now, it's a little bit more detailed than the operating engineer regulation, but it kind of melts it down to what the expectations are. Nowhere in that conversation did we talk about suction pressures or discharge uh, pressures or uh, temperatures or oil levels or all that kind of good stuff. This is a data that I'm collecting or I'm having my staff collect in the logbook as a health check to the plant. And this is information that gets passed along from operator to operator as we switch shifts. So if I'm doing a 
a very detailed dive into uh, collecting all of this information in the plant room, it's not going to work if the next shift operator doesn't come in and take a look at it. So that's the first point of contact. So we've got governing authorities that are expecting us to do an inspection. How detailed is going to be uh, based on the plant design. Uh, if there are any issues with the plant. So now as the user of the plant, and we're talking about an unattended plant, I'm the user of the plant, then I need to direct all the other people that are going into the plant room uh, how often I want them to inspect. So if I decide that I've got a really a good, robust maintenance plan, uh, I've got good technology that uh, will report to my uh, my cell phone uh, if the plant shuts off or if there's any type of shift in, um, in, in change of operating parameters, then... Um, you know what, maybe one inspection, a shift is enough and I can have them focus on other responsibilities, cleaning, disinfection, and sanitization. Uh, sanitization. So I get that flexibility, but if I got a plant that for whatever reason seems to be kicking off or we have uh, had um, leaks uh, that have been detected several times over the last couple of months, I might want to up the uh, up the ante and, and have staff do uh, more inspections to make sure that in fact the plant is running as designed. So it's uh, basically it comes down to the owner and the user of the plant on how the plant is going to be inspected. Now that will only be really truly analyzed if there's a problem. And what they may do is take a look at what's the industry best practices and say, well, okay, how come you weren't following what the industry was suggesting? So currently we suggest that uh, an unattended uh, registered ice sheet refrigeration plant should be inspected no less than three times per shift. So one at the start of the shift, somewhere around the halfway point then obviously before you wrap things up now again recommendations the uh, owner and the user of the plant actually get to dictate how often that is now if you've taken your uh, uh, any of our training you would have heard me say along the lines is that I would rather that a person that was improperly trained or not adequately trained or didn't know what they were looking at not go in the room rather than have them go in and take a bunch of readings and look at things look at things they have no comprehension on how it works so there's a risk factor here that ultimately uh, comes into play. So we've got two different animals. And again, if you are in tune with our industry, we've got attended plants and unattended plants. Attended plants are those that have a chief operator and require certified uh, uh, operators to support the chief uh, or a risk-based plan uh, that is now offered through TSSA as an option. And the chief gets to dictate uh, how the plant is going to be operated. So he or she will set out that uh, inspection maintenance plan and, and then direct the operators. Now, it's a little bit more complicated when it gets into unattended plants and that's the majority of our our membership they have what's referred to as an unattended guarded plant meaning that you do not require certified staff and it's being guarded by a series of safety devices so if they go outside their uh, working parameters the plant in fact will shut down now the data that i'm collecting uh, throughout each day or each operating year uh, is uh, information that's going to be used by me the user 
uh, and we'll get into the, a little bit of a discussion there, to determine what maintenance needs to be done. So I'm going to take a look at the hour meter and I'm going to take a look at what's been happening inside the plant throughout the operating year. And then I'm going to discuss these issues with the service contractor and we're going to come up with a plan uh, that is going to hopefully correct uh, anything that is starting to shift out of uh, the normal parameters and that may uh, require uh, parts to be replaced or equipment to be replaced. Um, so ultimately that's what that detailed data is uh, required uh, or by usually the user. Now the issue that we're trying to work our way through here is that if you take a look at uh, the operating engineer regulation it basically says that the only people that can make entries into the logbook uh, are certified staff. The chief certified staff uh, or, or those that are recognized by the chief there's no discussion uh, about unattended plants. So in uh, the operating engineer regulation, it basically states that the only people that can make entries into a logbook are, are people that are certified. So there's a little bit of a tweaking here that we're working with TSSA to get clarification on. And that's not to suggest you shouldn't stop making uh, logbook entries. Uh, we're going to uh, work with uh, TSSA to make sure that we have what are considered to be best practices uh, as we move along here. So the logbook is uh, records uh, of uh, how the plant, in fact, is being operated and maintained. We often get into this uh, mindset with blinders on that we're collecting data for um, a governing agency, as I said in my opening comments. And we really need to get away from that. And we need to focus on that. The reason that we're collecting this information is, in fact, so that we can have the correct uh, um, uh, maintenance plans in place. So uh, we did uh, uh, go through and we've made uh, what we consider to be some recommendations uh, for you uh, to uh, basically uh, set out uh, how uh, uh, data will be collected in your refrigeration plant room. We have several documents um, that are both uh, uh, in the uh, resource library on supplementary logs and, and log books. And then we uh, put out a, a piece in technical corner that talks about additional things that you need to take a look at. Now one of the things that we're asking TSSA to assist us with is to reconfirm our understanding of who the primary stakeholders are when it comes to uh, unattended refrigeration plants. So we have a, uh, a, a dated document from 2015 from a past TSSA chief operator who provided us with some direction on regards to uh, who he thought uh, would be perceived to be the owner uh, of an unattended plant, and that was basically a CAO and a, and a mayor. Uh, and, but we've come up against some questions uh, that we are con uh, currently investigating uh, because uh, underneath uh, the Municipal Act, so we understand, is that the uh, accountability to elected officials uh, may be limited under this piece of le uh, legislation. So we're going to work our way through the weeds the one that uh, I am focused in on, on better understanding, and if you take a look at the operating engineer regulation, specifically for unattended refrigeration plants, the key players are the owner, the user, and the operator. 
And what we're trying to figure out is who's the user. Now, is the user hypothetically uh, a director, for example, uh, because they have control of uh, who gets hired, and that being the finances. Uh, they've got control of the finances for the maintenance of the plant. Or is it, in fact, a person that has their hand on the suction valve, for an example, that in fact would be in the plant uh, operating on a day-to-day -day basis? So we're asking TSSA for a little bit better clarification. Uh, and then ultimately, we'll have a better understanding of how we can design uh, our training programs to better reflect uh, a, a common message that is coming both from the RFA and TSSA. So don't go changing too much of what you're doing, but I would encourage you uh, to take a look at uh, Technical Corner, a history of ice sheet refrigeration plant logbooks, because in there uh, we've got what I consider to be a blend of information that is currently uh, available in the operating engineer regulation. And then what we've done is we've added in red font uh, items that we have had as industry best practices for many years and had them through our training program so that you can evaluate how in fact uh, you are uh, running your refrigeration plant. So I think that's a great note to end on is that it is your plant. It is your responsibility. Uh, all we try to do here at the RFA is uh, give you a North Star uh, of what uh, other um, uh, members are focused on, uh, what we understand, uh, what our conversations are with those that are primary governing stakeholders. And then we try and give you all the parts to build your own uh, rocket ship to get to that North Star. So in the end, it, it comes down to uh, the primary stakeholders of every operation to ensure that they are uh, in fact going to be compliant. So I invite you to stay tuned through uh, e-news and other communications that the association is uh, always putting out in respect to uh, our efforts to assist you on your day-to-day -day, uh, activities. Uh, and until then, uh, stay safe and we'll chat again uh, real soon.